risk takers, innovators, business owners, and they're a couple. Welcome to A Couple of Entrepreneurs, a series about couples who start a business together without ending their relationship. Hear their unique stories, get tips, advice, and the secret to their success. Would you work with your spouse? Hosted by Mickey and Tony, a couple of entrepreneurs. Co-founders of Branding Shorts, a video production and creative content agency. The screenwriter, an HR professional, and the bus garage that became a church. Meet Joseph and Mary, the amazing couple behind the historic first church. Joseph, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So if you guys want to tell us a little bit about your what you do, who you are, that would be great so our listeners know. Okay, sure. Uh, well, my name is Joseph Clemens. I'm Pastor Joseph Clemens. I'm pastor of First Church of God, historic First Church of God in Christ. And my wife, uh, Mary Clemens, is um, uh, a wonderful, wonderful partner in this ministry that is located uh, on 221 Kingston Avenue in Crown Heights, in the Crown Heights section of Brooklyn. Uh, we are a 99-year-old church planted by uh, my grandfather in 2024, succeeded by my uncle, succeeded by my father, and now um, I succeeded my father in uh, 2019, December, and two months later, COVID hit. So we, uh, <laughs> uh, it has been a wonderful uh, but challenging uh, journey, but we are um, uh, in, a, in a good place now and uh, we're being really blessed. And what did you guys do before you, you joined and started this venture together, this adventure together? I was in the tele telecommunications industry and corporate sales, selling um, voice and data solutions to corporations. Uh, but also moonlighting as um, a vocalist and a screenwriter in Los Angeles. And then, uh, and, and was doing that for years and uh, still have passions in that. It all comes down to the same thing, right? It's all storytelling, right? It's like getting getting engagement through storytelling because that gets people to listen, right? And gets them to connect. Absolutely. So, and I love your names because you're helping people with God and your names are Joseph <laughs> and Mary. I mean, I'm sure I'm not the first one to ever say that to you guys. <laughs> I love, I love it. So, so Mary, so what was your background? Or what? So currently and, and has been, I work in human resources. So I still have a regular job, job every single day. You know, you have the different backgrounds that, you know, before you got in the church together, what was it like when you made that move? Cause that's quite a change, right? Yeah. It was a very interesting kind of a integration of how this all happened for us to move to um, New York. And I was working at the time and Joseph had already started seminary back in California and he was asked to come and help his father. So we went back to Los Angeles and we were like, we came for a wedding and now we're being asked to um, come to your dad's church, which Joseph has had an encounter with his father um, over the years about the ministry and is coming back to uh, help him with a church actually in Connecticut. So they came to an agreement, he and his dad, and Joseph came to finish college here at New Brunswick Theological Seminary. And I stayed back in California because I wasn't certain. 
if he was going to want to do this. So I said, I'll stay here, you go, and let's see how it works. And um, things worked out together that I eventually I came like eight months later, and here we are. So what is your balance? Do you have roles? Do you, what do you do together to keep the church running? We both have a heart for people. And that is, um, that is the common ground that, that really, we are both, both passionate about serving people um, meeting people's needs, and that's in us. She, um, Mary, did that in human resources. Um, believe it or not, I do that in my um, in my writing. It has always taken a um, kind of a kind of a ministry. It's always been um, a moral to the story, a human a humanist sort of moral and spiritual um, take, you know, on whatever I'm writing. So we have that in us. And that helps us to work together because we both have a common goal. Uh, little stuff here and there that, no, I don't think it should be this way. No, I, I don't think it should be that way. We normally um, uh, have a disagreement about it. And what we come up with is a blend of both ideas and it culminates into something that is real. Sometimes we talk to couples and say, conflict is it's conflict but or disagreements, but it helps you get to a better solution. Because if does. you kind of push each other, right? Do you guys yeah. feel that when you yeah. don't agree mm -hmm. that you're pushing to a better solution? Yes, I really do. That's supposed to be the way our government is supposed to work, but it, do it doesn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in our household, it does actually work that way. Yes, we're, we're nodding because we've worked together since 2008. And yes, yeah. yes, we've had yeah. more than one disagreement. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, yeah, artistic differences. Uh, but it also, it always comes out to, oh yeah, okay, that is, I see what you mean. Okay, well, let's go mm -hmm. with that. And then everybody likes the the um, the result yeah. of that conflict. <laughs> it just makes you push each other to be better. It does. Mm -hmm. It does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How, how long have you guys been working together? Huh. Well, since we've been here at the church, so probably, what, 20? 2017, 16, 2015, 2016. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Mira, I was going to ask you, like with the HR background and then helping people with the church, how does, what do you bring or what can you bring from your, all your expertise and training in the, in the HR world into this that helped you guys in, in, with the church? Well, the most important thing is, is that I treat people with respect. Um, I treat people with dignity. I, I, you know, I have to deal with people. I hire, I terminate, I do investigations. I do it all, right? So I take that same approach with people. Um, my true instincts are is I'm a helper. I like to help others. And um, so I go with a more of a servant heart uh, to the people and I'm very truthful and I'm very, you know, kind of like an open book a little bit. Um, so I, I go in with that same approach that I'm here with the people where I work at this organization where I am today at work right now. I treat people with respect. I have an open door, come in, we can discuss it um, and have a, just a, a normal um, human type respectful conversation I have on my wall, respect. So we respect people. So that's what I do at church and try not to take things personally. And that's where Joseph and I can really we have our conversations and we really try to keep it level um, where it's not, you know, where we get our feelings hurt or we 
we just try to like keep each other balanced because it is, you're dealing with people every day and I deal with them every day, every day. Mary also helps people get jobs at work. Um, it's not a personnel agency, uh, but people have come to her for advice and she has helped them with their resumes, the way she treats people. She is what people have named her the fragrance of our <laughs> of our congregation, uh, the fragrance of our church, and she truly is. How do you feel about that, Mary? It's 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 laughable, <laughs> but you know, I mean, if that's how they feel, I'm I'm grateful for that because it, it is about all about the people, and uh, it's it's been a great experience so far. I mean, I never thought I would be doing anything like this at all ever in my life. Do you guys have different roles? Do you take on different roles in, in the church? Yeah, he's the pastor. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, that's not, you know, my big thing. I'm more of a behind the scenes type of a person. I want to help others. I'm, I'm good at tactical. I'm good at building relationships. I'm good at, you know, trying to bring, um, different avenues to the church um so that's i like that part of of my my part of the church i i, I love the the community part if i can be a, a, a activist for the community to build the church with the community that's what i would do i mean that brings up an interesting question as, as you guys are talking through through that it sounds like it's really important to get partners or build relationships to help the church grow what's the key to doing that how do you guys do that she is an expert at it because she is an extrovert. I'm not so good at it. I want to be, and you would think so being a, being a preacher, um, I stand up there, but I, I, on stage, I'm, you know, yeah, on the pulpit, yeah. But when it, walking down the street, she can strike up a conversation with anyone. And I'm always like, okay, honey, you can't just, just talk to everybody. She says, no, that's exactly what you do. And she's very successful at it. By success, I mean, it's always comes out to be a positive experience, a positive exchange. Um, so that really works well for the church. Um, you have, and it, and it really, that's the way ministry should be. It really, really should be not to get real, uh, too spiritual in this, in this context on this platform, but you know, that's, that's the way Jesus was, you know? So, uh, you go out and you talk to people, you meet people and people that don't look like you, people that are not uh, from your background, that's the way you need to be. So I'm working, she's leading me in doing that. My role is the spiritual uh, side and in, in terms of um, building leaders um, in, in sermons and pastoral care. People come with, to me with some uh, fairly serious you know, issues. And I do enjoy being, um, you know, God speaking through me to, to speak to them. It sounds great because you guys have such great backgrounds that you've now brought into this world that can really play like a key role. Um, I was thinking about as you guys are talking about how you have some tough conversations, Joseph, with, you know, where people have some issues, some challenges, and you try and help them get through that. And then Mary, like where you're in HR. So you have challenges right with employees all the time like what's what's the key to deal with like those tough issues whether it's a tough employee that's having an employee that's challenging to work with you know how you how do you talk to them or whether it's like someone who's having a tough time and i don't know where you draw that line right where like there's their personal space where you can like yeah, i mean how do you do that how do you how do you deal with tough situations whether it's employees or 
people in the church. I think the key is empathy um, and listening, active listening. Um, you know, it's so easy sometimes to, I mean, when you hear someone's um, stories, says, well, that's easy. Why don't you just do this? Can't you see that, you know, you, you have that little voice in your head that is like, man, um, but if you're really able to put yourself in their shoes with their background, what tools they have, what you say, okay, I can see if I were in that position or in that situation, I can, I can see where they would react that way. I, I understand. So uh, that helps you to um, relate, number one, not judge, number two, and then come up with something that they can hear and, and act upon something that is um, palatable, but also practical for them um, toward progress. And then Mary, on your side, like I say, you have a tough employee situation where the employee is not really doing maybe what they, you'd like them to be doing, right? But you have to have that. I mean, I, I, I think I told you guys I worked at Amex for 19 years and I managed a lot of people. So everything didn't always go as you wanted it to go. And sometimes you had to have tough conversations with folks who were not going in the right direction, right? And um, how do you do that? Like, what, what are the keys to having successful discussions with people to try and change them, motivate them? You know, for me, um, what has worked is that, you know, my boss, when I came, he says, you know, you just bring so much peace here to everyone. First, I, I get them to feel like they can trust me because if they don't trust me and they don't feel like I have an open door and I'm easy to be, a, you know, appro I'm approachable, they're not going to come. And I need to be able to be here where people feel comfortable coming. They feel it's a confidential conversation until otherwise. Um, they're easy, you know, they just feel at ease. And I think that's the key is being respectful to them. And when they do come, I do listen, um, but we have conversations. We have conversations and that's what it's all about. I don't talk at people um, when they come in and sit in here. We have a conversation and I, I get to hear what, what it is and, and try to help them resolve it. But I also let them know what the consequences could possibly be. Um, no one ever walks out of this company um, terminated and don't know why. I, I most certainly have conversations all the time. So how do you divide, how do you separate business and personal life on a daily basis? Mm. Do you leave it all at the church? Do you take it home with you? Oh, no, it goes home. <laughs> <laughs> your, it goes your, home. Your question lets me know that we need to do more, be better about leaving it at the church, but I don't and she doesn't. Um, and that's not so good. And it's hard in ministry, in our defense, or at least in my defense. Um, you know, you're getting phone calls all the time. It's, it's, I mean, I wish it were... That's one thing I miss about the corporate world. Um, even though sometimes I did proposals, uh, RFPs uh, at night, it wasn't every night. Um, and granted, I don't always get calls um, every night from parishioners or something like that, but it, it is consuming. It, it is, um, uh, you, you do take it home every night and, and on the weekends. Um, so yeah, yeah, you, you, you do take it home. The one saving grace is that we are passionate about ministry and we're passionate about people. So that does help. You know, if somebody calls you, you know, at home and they, they really need you, um, there's purpose in that. So that that is not as much purpose in a 
proposal um, other than financial. But when when it's people, um, there's passion and purpose in that. So that helps. That has to be so satisfying. It is. We, it is. It, it, it is satisfying. Uh, we need to take vacations more on a regular basis, but it is satisfying. It sounds like it's more, we hear a lot from couples where they say, hey, how's your work-life balance? And they go, it's not work-life balance. It's work-life <laughs> integration. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know That's if you guys exactly are the right. same way. Yeah. That's good. It's That's hard to get good. away, right? It is. It, it is. really and is. So I work seven days a week. I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't get a day off. So, I mean, I, I just realized, I'm like, why am I tired all the time? And it's like, because I don't get a day off. Because my Saturdays, I go to Brooklyn and I will do whatever it's going to take to, if it's a meeting or if it's flyering, if it's whatever, I go and, and I'm there. And Joseph is home writing his sermon. So it is, but it's satisfying because I actually get to enjoy if I do a walk or have one of the members go with me or we go shopping or we go, whatever it is. I mean, I make it enjoyable for myself. So, yeah. What's that? Well, I'm just rewarding. You're, the nickname Fragrance, I, I don't think I had nicknames as nice as that when I worked in corporate. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that's a big compliment for what you do. <laughs> yeah. she And she wears it well. <laughs> now, now, do you try and find time? Do you try and like, let's schedule this like time where we're away from this stuff? I mean, do you guys try and do that from time to time? Or, Well, I'll, I'll speak for Mary just a little bit on this. Um, toot her horn, actually. She put together a vacation to Canada a few months ago for us. And it was an amazing trip. It's an amazing trip. We went to, you know, like four different cities, Toronto, uh, uh, Quebec, and uh, about four cities. And they were just, it was just wonderful. And we, it was very restful. We came back rejuvenated. Uh, and that was the first time we had gone on vacation in about four years. So, <laughs> and that part is not good, but it was an amazing, amazing trip. The answer is, we need to do it more on a regular basis, but when uh, Mary does put it together, um, it's absolutely wonderful. And how do they react to what you guys do, your your family? Very supportive. They're in other states. They're all, you know, Denver, California, um, but and Norwalk, where my father uh, and, and where my parents live, uh, Norwalk, Connecticut. Excuse me. Um, they they're very very supportive. I, I wish they were closer, you know, um, and I wish Mary's family was closer. They're in Los Angeles. Uh, wonderful sisters and great cooks, my Lord. Um, That's so, good. Yeah. You, you, you married very wisely. Yes, <laughs> I, I definitely married up. We're, and, we're Italian and we're all about food. So. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, they're, they're all spread out, but uh, they're very supportive and, and loving from a distance. Mm -hmm. So how long have you guys been married? 2014. Oh. We've been together for 20, 20. years, 22 years. Yeah. You know, we all have our comfort zones, right? We only want to do this, right? Do you feel as because you're a couple versus being in your other worlds, like corporate worlds, that, that you um, that you can push each other more, right? Do you feel out of your comfort zones where you could do things like if somebody in a corporation said, "Hey, I want you to do this," you're like, forget about it. <laughs> but because you're a couple, like when you talk to each other, you have that ability to maybe to get yourselves out a little bit of your normal comfort zone to maybe do things that end up being, "Wow, I'm glad I did that." You know, glad I tried that. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, it would have been Crown High Mutual Aid. I never would have done anything like that before, but I pushed it because I felt like I could and I did and it worked. So, um, and it's not hard for me. So it wasn't hard, but it was different. Um, and I feel like now if that worked, I can continue to keep pushing it with other groups of people to help build um, the church. So yeah, I mean, I feel like I have a drive uh, to do that. Uh, that's different because the stepping's completely out of what I do. Um, but I don't mind it. Actually, I, I find it interesting. And, um, and, and, and the people that I'm meeting are very helpful to wanting to help. So it makes it easier. Do you feel the same, Joseph, for some of the stuff you do? Yeah, uh, it it really it has been a uh, an easy migration in terms of um, using the things that I used in the corporate world in church. Because actually, um, the church is running a business, it, it, and I hate to say it like that, but please let me explain. Well, let me rephrase it. The business of the church needs to be run like a business. Uh, you don't run people like a business, but the business of the church. Be, so there's so many things that I do in the church, even in in uh, we have the, the edifice is really large. Uh, it sees 1400 people. We don't have 1400 members, but we're growing. But and we rent to a school. All the stuff that I have to do with the city uh, and the building permits and doing things by, I have to work with bureaucracies uh, all the time and getting things done from the city of New York and lawyers and, you know, um, it's only because of my corporate experience that I'm, I'm able to do, be comfortable with that. Uh, my father was not, my uncle was not, my grandfather was not. Um, but um, these things that I've done, even in advertising, in, in promoting things. Um, I have a comfort level in that, and that's just translated right over into into ministry. Uh, another question too is like, uh, it's generational, right? Yes. What you guys do. So, I mean, you could have said no, right? Well, I guess I don't know if you had a request to come in, you could have said no. And it sounds like, you know, there's some apprehension, right? And, you know, you're out on, you're out on the other coast, right? Doing all kinds of other things. Like, why yes? Um, great, great question. I said no for most of my adult life. Um, yes, I was on the other coast, literally and figuratively. Um, and, um, yeah, I ran away from it, Tony, for most of my life because I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to find my own way. I, I, uh, really wanted to be in, um, you know, singing and screenwriting, making making albums and movies. And I did that for, you know, not movies, but screenwriting, but uh, do, did music for a long, long time. Um, and when I was in the corporate world, I became less and less enchanted with the rewards of that. And we came back to a wedding, my cousin's wedding in 2013. And because my father had been asking me about like, like I said, the, the ministry since I was in college and in, in actually high school. And I had seen a lot of stuff in the church. I was like, eh, no thanks. Um, but as I grew spiritually for myself, you know, not as part of the family business sort of, so to speak, uh, grew spiritually. We came back and one of the members at Historic First Church said, 
we need you. We we need you. And he spoke to me and the what, what he was saying really, really resonated because there I heard purpose. And I heard someone actually say that I was needed uh, in the church and in the community. And that, that was different. I had not heard that before. Um, it was always, you're supposed to do this because this is what our family has always done. That was a turn off. Uh, then this same parishioner spoke with my wife and we both talked about it and we were both growing spiritually in this uh, really, really beautiful church in Los Angeles, West Angeles Church of God in Christ. And we said, this sounds like it's from above. This, this, this sound, and it was the first time that I could admit that um, or saw that. So um, I started taking seminary courses. I did. I, I still didn't think. Well, uh, I'm, I'm not so sure about a church, but I know ministry. I, I need to be in ministry, and I need to know what I'm talking about. Uh, so I started, and then the ball just kept on rolling. But but that was 2050, uh, 2015 or 2013, and I'm 66. So that tells you how long I said no. <laughs> and what was your reaction, Mary, when he said, hey, I think we should do this? I actually supported him because I I, I kind of looked at it where he could take his screenwriting, his acting, and um, the things that he's passionate about and incorporate that into the church. Because where we were in Los Angeles, he was connected to a writing group at another church. He was connected to um, uh, the writing group. And then, you know, the film was, was all there. And I'm like, oh gosh, it's such a big church. You can, you know, not only do your ministry, but you can create those groups that you are connected to now and have them at your own church. So I was looking at it from a standpoint, which he still can do is, is in the music. He can have a, a sound room or he can have his own, you know, the, uh, uh, sound room. So for him, I saw that it would be a kind of a win-win for all the things he wanted to do and be able to serve um, in the in the church. So I was very supportive of it. I just wasn't for sure if he was for sure. So I kind of stayed back until he made his mind up. And then, of course, my job went belly up and I was with a really big corporation. I'm going, oh, my God, now what am I going to do? And um, I talked to Joseph and I said, I think I'm just going to come. And, it worked out where I reached out to a friend of, not even a friend, someone from Coca-Cola and from years ago that I had interviewed with. And she said, you can land any, you can sit anywhere you want to sit. You can take the, you have the job. And I'm like, wow. So it was easy for me to make the move um, and come to, to New Jersey and have a job and be able to do what I was doing. So yeah. That's awesome. That was synchronicity. It's beautiful. I mm -hmm. love that. It was meant to be. Yes. So if you were to give uh, any other couples who are thinking about working together any advice, what would you say? One thing I would say is, is whoever is working together, I mean, stand your own ground. Um, stay who you are. Don't get absorbed into the other person's thing. You still have to be who you are, what you believe, what your thoughts and ideas are, and stick to that because if it's if it's if it's working together as to come to one piece, you can't just let one person run the whole thing. Then you have no identity in it, and you, it doesn't feel the same. But if you can work together and and have your identity and 
make your points and 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 hear each other, it will work itself out and uh, work together. But keep your own identity and keep your thoughts and your ideas and and work together um, with that person. I, I tend to, you know, have my moments with Joseph, and then I forget about it and I let it go and I move on and I don't hold on to a whole lot of stuff because if I do, then I'll be crazy forever. So we work through it and I let it go. Yeah, I. I... I can't say it any better than that. Um, I, I would I would only say, um, which Mary's already alluded to, is that remembering that you're always better together. You're you're always the outcome is always uh, comes out better together uh, in your ideas, in what you, uh, in the solutions. Uh, so listen. So 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 really really listen and know that. Um, you do you do love each other so whatever is being said whatever is being done it's it's out of love so um so that that can't lose no matter how it's um said or how it's put you know don't get offended at how it's being said know that it comes from a place of love and concern and the result is going to reflect that so the, that's what's worked for us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. love it the people yeah yeah. I love it. That is that is excellent, excellent advice that anybody, you know, should listen to. And and I have to tell you too that um, you know, the saying goes is do as you say and tell people to do what is the saying that you tell people to do as you would want them to do, but you don't do it. One of the things that we do do in this church, and I know that, you know, a lot of pastors and pastors' wives would disagree with it, but we do what we ask the others to do. We're not big, we're not too big to say, can you help us do this? And then we don't do it. No, if we need, they need help, we will do it too. And they like that servanthood. They like that we are leaders that will also be in the trenches with them. That a lot of people don't do. And that that gains us a lot of respect. And I appreciate that because I'm not too good um, to go and do something that I'm asking you all to do. We, we believe in that. Yeah, um, there have been other, what in our, in our church, they call them first ladies, you know, um, and there've been other w- church wives or, or pastors wives that have tried to get married. Don't, no, don't do that. Don't, no, you are supposed to do that. You're supposed to do that. And she's like, you know, she's polite to them, but she's like, I, I, that's not in me to, um, to not cook in the kitchen or not to do things or to think bottom line that I'm too good to do that. And um, and I feel the same way. We had this, what we call Hallelujah Night, which was in a Tuesday night, which was an alternative to Halloween. Uh, and we had this wonderful party. It's like a hundred kids came in their parents. It was it was wonderful, cotton candy. Candy. It was just, it was really, really, really nice. And afterwards, I'm just naturally, you know, I'm cleaning up and I'm, you know, sweeping floors and, you know, things like that. And two of the people, were um, surprised at that and gave me all sorts of, you know, kudos for that because they had not seen that in that church or any other church that they had been to. And uh, I was like, well, I'm sorry, that's that's not good. <laughs> yeah, thanks, but that's that's not a good thing. But, um, but that's who we are. So I would say to other couples that um, in your project, set yourself as an example to the people that you're working with. Um, and, and, and I guess the good word is humility. Um, so y- humility um, hopefully comes natural 
to you, but it's also good for business. <laughs> you know, it, it, it really is because people, um, people watch and people have their perceptions and you'll get more out of people by with humility than than anything else mm-hmm. as a leader. That's great. So you're leading by example, not just Absolutely. like I'm, I'm not just telling you to do this. Like, watch me. Right. You know, I have no problem doing it myself, right? And that gains this natural followership, right? That that some people that when they're just telling you what to do, right? They're like, Yeah, Mm -hmm. fine. I can't wait to get out of here. Right. So And I think that that's the connection where we work really well together because if he was different and wasn't a you know, in that same spirit that I am, this would not work. It just wouldn't. It just wouldn't work. But we we both are like, let's just go in and just do it. Right. It works. You guys are amazing. I have to say that just talking to you guys and we haven't met you guys uh, at least this way before. (laughs) And you guys are just, we're ready to follow you right now. So (laughs) we have no problem. (laughs) You guys, what you you guys, you know, changing from what you did to move into this world and then what you're doing and the way you're doing it is just phenomenal, right? So, I mean, I feel, especially with everything going on in the world today, we need more of this, right? I mean, it's like, there's not enough of this, right? So. So what you guys, what a, what a great example. And, um, and we, we are happy that you guys are joining us today so we could share some of this so other people can say, look at this, right? Bless you too. These folks are, no, no, bless you guys for, for being part of this. Thank you so much for being a guest on our show. Thank you for having us, Antonio. Thank you. For more info about our guests and their church, visit historicfirstchurch.org. For more episodes, visit brandingshorts.com forward slash podcasts. Thanks for listening.